chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush, and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come upon unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So the title of our message is Moses' Excuses, Excuses, Excuses. Moses had been living on the back side of the desert, and now here the Lord is speaking to him and calling him into his service. Moses did not want to do what the Lord is calling him to do, and Moses tried to talk the Lord out of the call that he had placed on his life. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Some people are full of them. Others try to think of any and all excuses they can think of to get out of something that sounds or appears hard to them, or that they may pull them out of their comfort zone. At this moment, Moses was one of those people. He did not think he was fit to do what the Lord was calling him to do. We need to learn not to doubt the Lord or call he may be placing on our life. We need to trust him and to do what he has commanded us to do or laid on our hearts to do in service to him. God can through us. God can do it through us. God can through us. God enjoys using those people whom the world would dismiss as not usable for certain services for him and use them for those very same services. Like calling a backwards and quiet man to be a preacher or a teacher, that man may not think he could do what the Lord is placing on his heart to do for him, and he would be right. He cannot do it, but God can do it through him. God can enable us to do anything that he wills for us to do for him. 1 Corinthians 1.27 But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. God calls hesitant Moses. When God appeared unto Moses at the burning bush, he called him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and to defy Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the planet all at the same time. In response to this incredible call on his life, Moses gave reason after reason, or excuse after excuse, as to why he was not able or fit to perform this duty for God. 
to perform this call God had placed upon his life. The excuses Moses gave God will serve as the outline for our study on this topic of giving excuses to God as to why we cannot do what he is leading us or prompting us to do. We can parallel the excuses or reasons Moses gave for not wanting to do what God called and commanded him to do to today and today's Christians, which so often will justify inactivity to God with faithless but plausible-sounding reasons or excuses. We need to have faith in God and faith in His leading. Many Christians will use any and all reasons or excuses they can come up with for not doing what the Lord has tasked them to do. Jesus did not qualify His command to us and say, Fulfill them if you do not have a good reason not to. He simply commanded us all to fulfill them. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to 20 And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And then he did add on to that, Unless you have a really good reason not to, then don't worry about it. No, he commanded us to fulfill his commands. So excuse number one, who am I? Who am I? Exodus 3.11, Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Or maybe we ask God, Are you sure you have the right man for the job? Are you really sure, Lord? Have you forgotten what I'm like? Or have you forgotten what's in my past? Are you sure, Lord? We may tend to think of ourselves as a nobody that God could not use and look at someone else we think is more suited for the job and then in our wisdom tell God to maybe think about them instead. We may doubt that God could actually use us for his work. Moses had once been a member of the household of Pharaoh. He had once been a prince in the land of Egypt. But now he was a lowly shepherd keeping a flock that was not even his own on the backside of the desert. You see that in Exodus 3.1. So Moses had not been in Egypt for 40 years. Moses was an 80-year-old man at this point, already past the average lifespan of, for many of his generation. These facts prompted Moses to doubt whether he was the right man for the job. He did not think he was the right age. He did not think he was the right health or the right temperament for the task that God was assigning him to do. Well, God responded quickly to this doubt that Moses had. God's response should have ended the excuse given, should have ended the Moses throwing out reason after reason for not being able to do not being able to fulfill this call in his life. God's word should have been enough for Moses. He should have trusted God's word. Exodus three twelve, the Bible says, And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. You shall serve God upon this mountain. Certainly, I will be with thee. There could not be any greater assurance, greater confirmation of a call than to hear God tell you, I'm going to be with you as you do this. Well, today when God calls us, he is going to be with us when we fulfill that call, with us when we follow that prompting of the Spirit. God will be with us. So as God was with Moses, God's going to be with us too as we fulfill the call he has upon our life. 
we need to apply this lesson of trusting in the promises God makes in his word to our life. God's word is truth. Trust in his word, John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You need to keep in mind, if we are doing the will of God, God is with us as we go. And if God is with us and for us, who could possibly successfully go against us? Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things if God be for us? Who could be against us? A lot of people may use this same excuse today that Moses did, believing we're not up to the task given to us by God, which is in part true. In our own power, we are insufficient for the task. But with God's enabling power, he can make us sufficient for what he has for us to do. 2 Corinthians 3, 5-6 Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who hath also made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Look at the example we have of the apostles and what God through them accomplished. They were unlearned men for the most part. They had no formal training, and they turned the world upside down for the cause of Christ. Acts 4.13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. The next seventeen six, and when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren out of the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. Jesus will give you the boldness you need to do what he has called you to do. With the help of Jesus, we can do anything God calls us to do for him. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Excuse number two, a reason number two. Moses says, what shall I say? What shall I say? Exodus 3.13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? I am not sure I will say the right things. I do not think I have enough knowledge to say anything, or I am unsure what to say if I am questioned. I'm sure Moses had already figured out that if he went to the children of Israel in Egypt, there were going to be questions asked of him, such as, What God sent you? Or, Where have you been? Why should we follow you? Or maybe, Why should we leave? We've already been here for 400 years. What's the point in leaving now? Moses expressed his lack of confidence in knowing the right words to say. He was nervous he would freeze up or say the wrong thing. Again, God's response to the stated concern of Moses was swift. Exodus 3, 14-15 And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. That is my name forever, and that is my memorial unto all generations. Now, we give similar excuses. We, too, today will give similar excuses as Moses did as to why we do not heed God's commands or call for our life. We perhaps may try to rationalize why we do not do certain things for God, 
One reason we may give is our knowledge is inadequate, or the truths of God are just too complicated to comprehend, or too complicated to explain to others. What we are to do is really quite simple. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark fifteen sixteen. How simple, you ask? John three sixteen is not hard to comprehend. It's not complicated. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How simple, you ask? It's one sentence simple. Now, reason number three, or excuse number three, but behold, they will not believe me. They're not going to believe me, God. They're not going to believe me. Exodus 4, 1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Now Moses thinks the people will not believe him. It does not matter if we think this. What matters is that we obey God's commands. It is not up to us to be the convicting agent of the word of God. It is simply up to us to deliver the message. The Holy Spirit will work out the convicting. Perhaps Moses is expressing fear of failure, so to avoid the possible failure, he may think it is better to not have tried at all. Now, many people do not attempt many things for God out of fear of failure. William Carey, the founder of Modern Missions, had quite a different mindset than this. He said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. Are we expecting great things from God? Are we attempting great things for him? President Theodore Roosevelt said this about successes and failures. Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much, but they live in the gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Now God responds to Moses' doubts. God responds to the doubts of Moses by equipping him with several convincing proofs. A rod that turns into a serpent, Exodus 4, 2-5. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath appeared unto thee. His own hand, which turns into leprosy, we see that in Exodus 4, 6-8. And another proof, water that will turn into blood when poured on dry ground. Exodus 4, 9. And it shall come to pass that they, shall not, that they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto my voice, thou shalt take of the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. Some people today hesitate to do what God wants them to do for these same reasons Moses did. They fear no one will listen to them. They fear looking dumb. They fear failure in just the trying of the task. Fear of failure keeps a lot of people from doing a lot of things in their life. Just as God gave Moses proofs or evidences, he too has given us the evidences necessary to convince an honest, insincere Christian. First evidence is that the word of God is able to produce faith in the life of the hearer of the message. Romans 10:17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Remember, we're supposed to deliver the message. We're supposed to go and tell. We're supposed to deliver the message. And then the Bible says, so faith cometh by hearing. They're hearing the message we delivered, and hearing by the word of God. 
And then evidence number two, that sufficient evidence exists of his resurrection, of fulfilled prophecy, of his birth, etc. So much evidence exists that there is no justification left to not do what we are supposed to be doing for him. No reason left for the Christian to not be sharing the gospel with others. So now we move on to excuse number four, or reason number four. I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. I'm slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Exodus 4.10, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Moses is saying he is not an eloquent speaker. He fears he may stutter and stammer or get tongue-tied when he's sharing the word of God with those God commanded him to share it with. But this excuse did not go over with God. God already knows our flaws. He already knows the inabilities of those he calls. Exodus 4.11, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? God knows all of our shortcomings, and he is more than able to make up for them. God again promises to be with Moses, and he too will always be with us as we go about doing his will. Exodus 4.12 Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. God even arranged for Aaron to be the mouthpiece for Moses. We see that in verse 14 and 16 and verse 27. Some Christians try to use this same excuse that Moses did, but it did not stop Paul. 1 Corinthians 2, 1-4 Nigh, brethren, when I came to you, come not with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. There are no excuses accepted by God to not do his will for our life. I know of a man who stutters, but when he lifts up his voice up in prayer to God, he speaks as clear as anyone. God enables him to pray clearly so all can understand. God can work miracles if you are willing to let God use you, even with your faults, for his glory. So excuse number five, or reason number five, Moses gives to God. Send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt. Exodus 4.13, And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. The true reason for all the excuses of Moses is revealed in this fifth and final excuse. Moses simply just did not want to be the man God used for this task. He was telling God to send or to call someone else besides him. This excuse is also prevalent today. It is an excuse that involves reluctance in doing the work of God. Perhaps also in part involved in this is laziness or apathy for the things of God, or perhaps a wrong view of self, a view of self that does not have the right trust in God to, to be able to use us and therefore take that step of faith and service to him. Moses may simply just did not want to interrupt his life to do the work of God, or he simply just did not care to do the work of God. The Lord was patient up till now. If you notice, the Lord was quite patient with all the previous excuses or concerns of Moses about doing what the Lord had called him to do. 
But the excuse that caused God to become angry was this excuse that was fueled by reluctance or a lack of trust and faith in him. The anger of God towards this excuse was quite appropriate, yet providentially God provided yet another way for his work to move forward. Aaron would meet his brother Moses and positively respond to being the spokesman, Exodus 4.14a, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. The same excuses today. The same core excuses prevalent today. The real reason many Christians do not do the work of the Lord, the real reason they do not do the Lord's will for their life, the real reason they do not share the gospel with others, the real reason they make excuse after excuse after excuse is the fact they either have a lack of faith and trust or they are apathetic and lazy about the things of God or both. Many of these Christians will say someone else can do that ministry or someone else can invite them to church or someone else can share the gospel or I will start reading my Bible faithfully tomorrow or next week or next month, but it's never today. Or I will start getting involved in church and, and church activities later, just not now. The Lord is just as disappointed with today's Christians making the same excuses as Moses did and who are not living up to their calling, who are not obeying God's commands, who are lazy about Bible reading and the things of God, or who simply don't care and have an apathetic attitude towards the things of the Lord. If you have been apathetic, if you have been making any and every excuse to not do much for the Lord, then it's time to repent and time to get right with the Lord. It's time to get right with God. It is a terrible thing to be a Christian and be apathetic to the things of God. So what cures apathy? What cures apathy? First, a true repentance, brought about by godly sorrow for our sin of apathy and our sins, that led to our apathy. 2 Corinthians 7, 9-10 Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So we have true repentance, but you also need a true relationship. You need true repentance to get a cure for apathy, but you also need to make sure you have a true relationship. Many are apathetic because they are not truly saved. They have not truly accepted the Lord Jesus Christ by faith through grace as their personal Savior. Ephesians 2, 7-9, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So in conclusion, as the rest of the story or account of Moses goes, he answered God's call and he went to Egypt. He stood up to Pharaoh and with the help of God led them out of the bondage of Egypt, eventually up to the promised land of God. But what will be the rest of the story for us? Will we heed the call of God on our life? Perhaps we are afraid to acknowledge the call God has on us, and surrender to it? Are we willing to do the clear, simple, and basic command of God to all of his children, and that is simply to go ye? We are all commanded, and we are all expected to as Christians to share the gospel. Whatever God is tugging at your hearts to do, we need to surrender to it. We need to stop making excuses. We perhaps need to stop being apathetic to the prompting of God in our life and make those decisions for the Lord and put him front and center in our life. We need to stop giving God reasons why we can't and start doing the work of the Lord. 
Perhaps you are still making an excuse for not getting saved, for not accepting Christ as your personal Savior. Why continue to wait? Stop giving reasons why you are not and answer the call of eternal salvation and call on Jesus to be your Savior. Romans 10, 9, 10, and 13. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you.